0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through NEXT Financial Group, member of Fendor Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not affiliate of NEXT. This material is not intended as an offer, solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Ply's and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of NEXT. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks of 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Texas Hill Country Market Update brought to you by the Texas Hill Country Advisors, independent local financial advisors right here in Kerrville, Texas. That would be myself, Andrew Gay, and Gilbert Pies. Texas Hill Country Advisors is a little later than usual when we started this morning. So it's uh, about 10.20 a.m. Usually we're on here about 9.30, but uh, the Jackson Hole uh, meeting or um, speech from Jerome Powell has just kicked off. So we got a few things we want to talk about. That's the main focus of this morning. So let's jump right to it. Um, markets lost ground yesterday, all three of the major U.S. stock indexes closed down on the day, NASDAQ being the being the leader there on the downside, down over 1.8%. Uh, today, so far, we started positive, but I think we've lost ground so far this morning since Jerome Powell has been talking. We're going to discuss that here in just a minute. That's the main focal point for markets uh, today. Looking to next week, we do have several pieces of key economic data to be released next week, uh, namely the second metric of inflation that we get every month. for This will be for the month of July. This is the PCE and personal spending, personal income, along with the unemployment and jobs market data that we get out next Friday. And that's the first peek into the data that we will get to see for August. So uh, big week next week. So let's talk a little bit about what's going on. With uh, Jerome Powell's speech in Jackson Hole right now, there's not been a whole lot of, of little tidbits that have been snipped out of his speech so far that really give us any further clarity than what we had previous about their path forward as far as interest rates and inflation look, go for them. So uh, I thought I would. Su- this is a Market Watch article. And it just is a few sentences on kind of what Jerome Powell's speech centered around and what some of their thoughts are on it. And I thought it summed it up nicely and then we'll discuss it a little bit. But it said, Powell's, Powell's message to investors during Friday's Jackson Hole speech was that inflation is still too high for the Fed's liking and it may warrant more interest rate hikes in the not too distant future. But whether whatever happens, the Fed will proceed cautiously with a careful eye on incoming economic data. So, Gilbert, what's your reaction Do you think they did a good job summing it up?
1: Yes. uh, You know, I was watching the speech while he was giving it, and and he was pretty emphatic. He said 2% inflation is their target still. They're going to do whatever they have to do to get to 2%. And as we've talked about before, I think there's an acknowledgement, a a quiet acknowledgement, but an acknowledgement nonetheless that getting from where we're at now to 2% is going to be the toughest part it's really going to be difficult to get back to 2%. They've got a lot of things going against them that make it difficult, but they're going to continue the fight. And if, if you listen to some of the Fed speakers and even Jerome Powell in the past, they, they will tell you too, that um, it's, it's going to be a tough fight, but it's a fight that they need to win. Otherwise it just causes more and more trouble down the road And they certainly don't want to do a repeat of what happened in the late 70s, early 80s, where they did a really good job of raising interest rates. And they said victory. Yes. And then they let let off the gas too soon. And then it it came back again and, and kicked everybody's butt even worse. So. Uh, And then that that made the inflation fight even tougher, and interest rates had to go a lot higher to make to uh, get back to where they wanted to be. So,
0: yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like they burned their hand on mm -hmm. the stove
1: before, and they don't want to do that again. That's right. right? That's right. And and even though that lesson was back in the '70s, early '80s, you know, that's uh, 45 years ago. That that they have long institutional memories, and those things don't uh, go away real quick. Um, Plus, you've got the the extra added complicator of low unemployment, um, higher interest rates are causing problems in the housing market and the financial sector. You've got a presidential election coming in next year. And then, of course, as we talked about yesterday, we've got some concerns about um, uh, the – oh, not the – Oh, the – Not debt ceiling. It's the uh, (laughs) – the, phrase the government shutdown. Government shutdown. Thank I was going you, to let you Andrew. struggle there just for a little bit. But it was <laughs> funny you,
0: because uh, I feel like we're still traumatized from the, the debt, debt ceiling. issue. Bait. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. This
1: is a government shutdown that uh, could happen in September. And, and on that topic, the government shutdown, I did it's have really somebody. Fund, it's really a funding
0: issue, I guess. Yeah, it's a funding correct.
1: issue more than anything else. Uh, I did have somebody ask me yesterday, hey, Gilbert, I heard about you, you talking about the government shutdown possibly coming in at the end of September it, it sounds pretty bad. Should I get out of the market? I had somebody ask me that yesterday. And I said, you know, I, I know that's your first inclination. The first inclination would be to pull the trigger, get out, and go hide. But that that's a lot easier thing to do than um, – it, it, it's, it's an easy thing to do, but probably the wrong thing to do because, as we've talked about on the show before, you need to focus on the long term. And,
0: and over the long term, markets tend to recover. Correct. They have never not hit a new all-time high after yep. they have had some kind of uh, significant drawback.
1: Plus, what happens if they end up solving this um, government shutdown problem before the end of the month and things get better? Um, I don't know. Uh, as smart as we think we are, we don't know when the exact right time is to get out. And we certainly don't know when the exact right time it is to get in. So it, as long as you can ride out any short-term blips in the market, then should you sell out? No, you should just stay put where you're at. Um, now, now, maybe what you do is you don't add anything to your portfolio until the debt ceiling or the uh, government shutdown issues behind us. Maybe you don't make any changes. You just keep things static where they are. Um, Maybe you build up a little bit of extra cash uh, for the next month or two until things settle down. But should you get out of the market completely? Absolutely not. Yeah, Um,
0: typically. I mean, it always depends on your personal situation, but it it absolutely you know most of the time the answer is don't try to time the markets cuz that's what we're really talking about and we just mentioned this the other day on the show's that listen the research and and the numbers are there that say when when we as humans try to act on emotion or whatever we think our decision making Uh, mechanism is in the moment to try to time the markets and getting in and out it typically does not end up that great for us yes Uh, yes. because because if you there's that there's that old chart too that i think um you know multiple people have sliced it and diced it different ways but the gist of it is you don't know when the good the best days in the market the best one day performance is going to come in in any given sector of the market and you don't so therefore if you're trying to time it you're likely to miss those and if you just trim the top 10 days or 20 days out of a time period where those were the best performing days for that market um that that one day time period it will trim your results down yeah. significantly so yeah. so so the research is there that says don't
1: do that yeah, i would tell you that if uh, you're concerned about the uh, government shutdown potentially coming at the end of September. You're worried about the uh, presidential election. You're worried about continued higher interest rates. Certainly, those are all things to be concerned about and and pay attention to. But it it's not a reason to uh, liquidate your portfolio, go to cash, and hide under a rock. It it may be time to reevaluate what you're doing, uh, and and certainly if things have changed for you personally. Uh, perhaps you've had a birth in the family, a death in the family, uh, an inheritance, a, a potential big expense coming up in the future, um, um, maybe even retirement. Those are all things to sit down and say, hey, maybe now's the time to reevaluate what I'm doing and perhaps change the overall strategy, um, but but be strategic about it. Don't Don't be in a rush and don't be impulsive and make decisions that are based on short-term thinking yeah. for long-term problems.
0: Yeah. And, th- and I think that's the other the other thing that I'm pulling out of what you're saying is just that if you have any kind of fearful thinking right now, which we all do as humans and it's it's as true. investors, that's normal. But whatever the scenario is, instead of pulling the trigger on taking some kind of action um, initially, maybe it's a good idea just to talk to someone about what, what your thoughts are i'm not
1: throwing anybody under the bus
0: (laughs) all right y'all take care have a great weekend we'll see you next week